This is The Horror. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me once again. We're going to hear from The Witch's Tale this week, a series that debuted over mutual stations on May 28th of 1931, aired until June 13th of 1938, produced 333 episodes. Her story today was first heard June 26th, 1933, then again in November of 1937. It's titled The House of the Bridegroom. bring you The Witch's Tale, written and produced by Alonzo Dean Cole. of Salem, and Satan, her wise black cat. Hannah and 22-year-old, I be today. Yes, sir. Hannah and 22-year-old. Take many folks gets to a ripe old age like that, Satan. Satan, you took the words right out of my mouth. The reason for old Nancy living so long is cause she's such a nice, helpful body. Always doing kind things for folks. Like spinning pleasant little yarns to cheer them up. <laughs> Don't you ever believe that old saying that the good dies young. And speaking of dying reminds me that we got a real pretty little bedtime story to tell right now. There's a murder in it, Satan. And before we finish, no telling how many people meet nice, terrible death. <laughs> Douse out them lights. Sitting quiet in the dark is the way to hear our cheerful tales. 
Now draw up to the fire and gaze into the embers while we take you across the seas to merry England, land of ghosts and haunted castles. Gaze into the embers deep while we spin the yarn about the house of the bridegroom. <laughs> the house of the bridegroom. <laughs> In this room here, oh, pardon me while I open the door, Mrs. Yellowman. In this room was old Dr. Drummond's laboratory. Arnold, if it weren't for the dust, one would think he had just stepped out of it. That's certainly the effect it gives. It's difficult to believe, Mr. Fife, that this house has been unoccupied for almost 50 years. This particular chamber, Mr. Sheridan, has been unused for nearly 100. Victor Drummond, the builder of Bridegroom's house, died in 1836. One of the provisions of his strange will was that the furnishings, particularly the articles within this laboratory, should be disturbed as little as possible and never be removed. Look at the queer old books that line the walls, Arnold. My husband is quite an amateur collector, Mr. Fife, and these quaint bindings... Well, the bindings aren't so interesting as some of the titles. Look at these, dear. The Brahmin Tantra, the Grimoire, Kabbalah, all works on magic. I say, Mr. Fife, could the old doctor combine witchcraft with his scientific investigation? It works upon these shelves, but certainly make it appear so. Matter of fact, I'm only acquainted with his history in a very general way. And now that we've seen the entire house, Mr. Fife, do you mind telling us just what you do know of its history and of his? Of course, your partner, Mr. Burton, has told us the place is haunted by the old doctor's ghost. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, we'd like to know the real facts of the case. Burton's a superstitious fool. There's no such thing as a haunted house. Well, of course not. If there were, it would never be our good fortune to inherit it, Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> Finding Bridegroom's house so cheerful-looking has been a great disappointment to Mrs. Sheridan, I fear. A frightful disappointment. We haven't any really first-class haunted houses in America. And so when we learned of the legends concerning my inheritance here in London, I was fearfully excited. But now, when we find the place so perfectly charming... Yeah, you must remember, it's still broad daylight there. <laughs> oh, that's right. And no self-respecting spook would dare rattle his chains until the witching hour of midnight. Five <laughs> days you'll live here a long time before a supernatural agency makes its appearance at any hour. But if you wish to hear the history of the place, let's go back to the drawing room, where the air is a little better. Yes, you open the windows back there. This room has been closed so long, it's acquired the odor of a tomb. Oh, <laughs> By his choice of comparisons, you see, my husband is as anxious as I to capture the ghostly atmosphere, Mr. Fife. Oh, but you're holding the door. Excuse me. Oh! What is it? Matter. As I crossed this threshold, I had the queer sensation. As though I'd stepped on a charged wire. You've stood here? Yes. I felt a, a definite shock. A tingling sort of thing. Sure. As I stand here, I feel it too. I'm directly beside you, and I feel nothing, sir. Well, I don't feel it either now. It's, it's gone. I rather think you and Mrs. Sheridan permitting your imaginations to play you tricks. Uh, but, but since we both well, felt... Mr. Fife must be right, dear. There's obviously nothing here to cause such an electric shock. As a matter of fact, there's no electricity in the house. It's only provided with old-fashioned gas for lighting. Hmm. Uh, I'll close this door. Arnold. <coughs> And doesn't it seem warmer to you in this dark hallway than in that sunlit laboratory? Yes. It's a bit chilly back there. I wonder what... Oh, you two young people are certainly falling under the spell of this old place. 
But don't. I assure you there's nothing abnormal about it in any way. Oh, there couldn't be. It's too perfectly delightful. <laughs> well, Victor Drummond meant it to be delightful. He prepared this mansion to receive his intended bride. Mr. Burton told us about that. How just a week before the wedding, she ran away with another man. That's the story. From the moment he received word of her elopement, he never left his house. She broke his heart. Evidently. Yet he could have felt no bitterness toward her at the last, for at his death he willed her this property. Well, Mr. Burton said... I can imagine what he told you. The romantic yarn that Drummond left to the place out of revenge. But he put a curse on it, oh, stuff and nonsense. Uh, here, here's the drawing room. What is your version of the old man's strange will and the events that followed it? The only logical version. The will provided that his former fiancée should inherit his entire property on condition that she occupy the house he had built for her. That's understandable in a romantic old fool who lived in the refuse for ten years because she jilted him. On her death, the place was to pass in succession through her female heirs, which is the reason you now find it your property, Mrs. Jennifer. The lady in question was your great-great-aunt. And let me tell you, tracing the relationship was quite a bit of work. Well, she was an ancestress I'd never even heard of until I received your letter in New York. What is curse you mentioned, Mr. Five? According to your partner, it seems to have worked out. Yes, Mr. Burton said my great-aunt and all her family died here. Oh, people die in houses everywhere. Because of the manner of these particular deaths, the ignorant probably ascribe them to supernatural agency. Well, just how did the death occur? Well, when the lady in question notified of her inheritance, she came here to live with her husband. The man for whom she left Dr. Trump? Yes, that little girl. Two weeks after they settled the house, both child and husband were found strangled to death by burglars. Oh. Burglary? Yes, yes, that's the natural explanation. The fools insisted a ghost had done the killing. My great-aunt committed suicide shortly afterwards. Yes, hanged herself in a room upstairs. She left a note to the effect that Drummond, who had been in his grave two years, was responsible for her death, and that of her husband and baby. She warned others to beware of bridegroom's house, for the poor woman was demented by reason of her losses, of course. Naturally. Oh, but Mr. Burton said that everyone who attempted to live in this house afterwards... My dear Mrs. Sheridan, you know what happens when you give a dog a bad name. Those who came here to live came here prepared for trouble and then actually found that for which they were looking. If you believe the stories that are told, a dozen men and women have met violent death here. Gruesome phantoms stalk through rooms at night and ghostly laughter is heard. <laughs> Fortunately, you are intelligent people, so you pay such silly tales as scant attention they deserve. Now you have the whole impossible history. The place is yours, Mr. Sheridan, providing you live in it. You may do as you see fit. I imagine we'll live in it, Arnold. <laughs> Rather. After traveling 3,000 miles to acquire it. Good. Now, unless you wish to look over the place further, I'll return you to your hotel in my car. Oh, thank you. We've seen enough today. Yes, and our next visit will be at night. So we can look for gruesome phantoms stalking through the rooms and... Hear that ghostly laughter we've been threatened oh, yeah. with. <laughs> It'll be a long time before you'll see or hear either one, young man. There's <laughs> always growing dust now. Now, let's be going. Oh, wait. Now, look at these somewhere. Oh, I remember. And they're down in the laboratory. Now, if you'll excuse me. Well, I'll get them for you. Oh, no, no, thanks for that. I know exactly where I left them. I shan't be with them both. Oh, Arnold. Aren't you simply mad about this beautiful place? Hmm. We never dreamed we'd own a mansion like this, did we? <laughs> and in England. In the heart of London. We'd always wanted to come abroad and never could afford it. And now... Yes. Now we can begin our second honeymoon. That's silly. We've never even finished our first. That's right. We never shall. But I wish I could have provided the money for all this. Are you of... still bothering your head? 
because it was left for me. Besides, it's really not. This place is called the House of the Bridegroom. That's what you always think. House of the Bridegroom. But of a bridegroom who never had a bride. Poor old chap, that Drummond. How unhappy he must have been. Yes. Arnold, you don't think there can be any truth in those superstitious tales? Well, it couldn't possibly oh, be. Oh, I know it's silly to give them the slightest consideration, but despite my laughing at them before, Mr. Fife, I've had the strangest feeling since we've been in this house. A feeling that we're being watched. Watched? Yes. Particularly in that laboratory. How do you explain the peculiar chill in that room? And the strange, tingling sensation we both experienced there. Well, Mr. Fife's explanation is the only possible one. Imagination. I suppose so. But I've met practical men like Mr. Fife before. He's the sort who never believes a thing exists until he actually sees or feels it. Oh, oh. Why, Arnold! Mr. Fife! What's happened to him? He went back to that laboratory. Hey, you stay here. I'm going back to that laboratory. Oh, no, I'm coming with you. Fife! Fife! What's the matter, man? He doesn't answer. Here's the door. It's closed. Now, so now, but it's... Oh! Fife! He's lying on the floor. Arnold, look at his throat. Those big blue marks. The man... The man's been strangled. Good God, I think he's dead. Oh, he couldn't be. But there's no one in this house to hurt him. No one here but him and you and me. Oh, oh, that lock. Where's it coming from? There it is again. It's in this room. Why, it can't be. There's nothing to be seen. Oh, but it is. It's coming closer. Out that door, dear. Out that door. Run. Oh, the door is closed. It's slammed shut. I can't open it. And now that lock is right beside us. Help, help, help. Let us out of this door. Let us out of this door. That's only the beginning of this cheerful little yarn. If folks want to hear the rest, they got to call on us next time we have a birthday. I'm two year old. I'm going to be real soon. Come see us then. <laughs> Thank you.
bring you The Witch's Tale, written and produced by Alonzo Dean Cole. the witch of Salem, and Satan, her wise black cat. <laughs> Hannah, I'm 13 year old, I'd be today. Yes, sir. Hannah, I'm 13 year old. That's right, Satan. If these folks would just douse out them light, we'll tell them the finish of that yarn about the young couple from America who inherited a haunted house in England. They say a fella named Dr. Drummond put a cuss on the place because the woman he built it for ran away with another man. Well, our young American couple didn't put much faith in haunted houses till they found a man a lion dead there. Then <laughs> they heard an awful laugh and a door slammed shut upon them. Draw up to the fire and gaze into them birds. While we spin the rest of our yarn about the house of the bridegroom. <laughs> the house of the bridegroom. <laughs> <laughs> but then, as suddenly as it had closed, Inspector, the door was opened by an unseen hand, and we were free to leave the room. I, I had fainted by that time. Oh, I. I can still hear that frightful laugh ringing in my ears. I took my wife in my arms and ran with her from the house. And the laughter had ceased by that time? Yes, as we reached the outer door. Then my cries for help attracted the passing constable, and well, you know the rest, sir. I merely know that a man's dead body was found in the room in which you speak, and that you are the last to see him alive. You certainly don't think that we killed him. No, madam. Both you and your husband are small people. Sufficient strength was exerted upon Mr. Fife's throat so that he was not only strangled, but his neck broken as well. Together you couldn't have done that. Then why are you taking us back to that awful house? And at night... A murder has been committed. You and your husband ascribe it to a supernatural agency, which we of the London police do not recognize. I wish you to reenact the events before and after the crime so that we may possibly find the real killer. Uh, there's the house driver just ahead. Why, sir, I know the old house is a bread room, sir. Inspector, you think a man was concealed in the place without our knowledge? That it was a man who murdered Mr. Fyde? Naturally. And he took advantage of the mansion's ghostly reputation to play upon your fears with that laughter. And so arranged for his escape without danger of detection. Uh, but how? He must have been concealed in that laboratory. I'll find out where and how if I have to tear the place apart. Well, here we are, sir. Let me help you, Mr. Sheridan. I don't want to go in that awful house again. There, there, dear. Don't be afraid. Come on. Shall I wait, sir? No, drive back to Scotland Yard. I'll call for a car when I'm ready to return. Yes, sir. 
You see, the constable on duty inside the house has all the gas lamps lit. <laughs> Every window is ablaze with light. <laughs> Evidently, he's taking no chances of encountering your ghost in the dark. Well, where's the doorbell? Yeah, I found it. I hope the man inside is all right. You expect to find him otherwise? <laughs> we laughed at the stories about this house a few hours ago, Inspector. Now, after what has happened, oh, I couldn't stand being alone in there as he has been tonight. I hardly think he's experienced anything to arouse his fears. No, here he is. Good evening, Riley. Uh, good evening, Inspector. I'm just glad I am to see you, sir. You're white as a sheet, man. What's wrong? Oh, nothing to accept this house is the devil's. It's full of queer Christmas like. And it's glad I have to be alone inside it no longer. Don't act a fool. Step inside, you people. No, 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 no. Come, dear, don't be afraid. Oh. Close that door, Riley. Now, which way is that laboratory? Oh, please, please, don't make us go there now. Inspector, my wife has been through a terrible experience today. If you'll allow her a little oh, time... Oh, very well. Yeah, sit down and compose yourself, Mrs. Sheridan. I'll get you a chair. Excuse me if I seem brusque and impatient. But all this talk of impossible ghosts makes me sick. What? Ah! A chair! Or something seized her from my hand. The chair is there, sir. To the wall and set it down. Something did it that we couldn't see. By the Lord, I soon will see. <laughs> oh, oh, that lock! Is that what you heard this afternoon? Yes. But we discovered five dead bodies. Yes, it's the It seems to be upstairs. Come on, we're going to locate it. No, no, no wait. It means death to find it. Don't go for Let's leave this house. Come on, Mina. After them. It's better to be with them than down here alone. Don't let them leave us alone. Come on, trick up these stairs. Do you see anything, Riley? There it is again. Now it seems to come from downstairs. Whoever's responsible for it must have gone down the back way where we come up the front. Riley, go the back the way we came and see if you can head him off. I'll stay here in case he attempts to return. Yes. We have him on the run. We'll get him now. He's down there, Riley. Get him or drive him back up here to me. Oh, you don't know what you're doing. Leave this house. Yes, that's not human laughter. It's the laughter of the dead. It's the laughter of a maniac, a tricky, murderous madman who'll soon be in jail. Oh, oh it's down there with that man. You see him, Riley? Yes, sir. And this time it's right beside you. Riley! Oh, the thing is hitting It's a kill fight. Riley, hold on. We're coming, man. Quickie, get down these stairs. Riley! Riley! He's lying trampled on the floor. But who could have struck him down? The room is empty. Oh, thank God he isn't dead. Edith, darling, you must pull yourself together. Quiet, Mrs. Sheridan, please. I want to hear what happened. Are you able to talk now, Riley? Yes, sir. I'm all right now, but I don't know what happened. Except that something grabbed me from behind. I, I just like to think it's close around me short and throw me to the floor. Then all went black. Oh, sir, this lady and gentleman is right. There's something in this house that we can't fight. I'm not ready to believe that yet. You must believe it. To leave this house for the sake of all our lives. I'll handle this. Riley, where were you seen? There where you fell? Yes, sir. Just in front of this little door. That door is to the laboratory, where Mr. Fife was killed this afternoon. I'm going to investigate that room no, right now. No, no, don't go in there. I'm going to find that strangler. He seems to prefer the vicinity of this laboratory. I want you to show me where the laughter seemed to come from when you discovered Fife's dead body. Oh, no, not now. At least wait for daylight. Yes, a call for more men to go in with us. No, no, no. If he's sitting there, that'll give him a chance to get away. Come on, we're going in. Go away, sir. There's no lights inside that room. We'll use our flashlights, then. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, this door sticks. Oh, I've got it. Keep your pistol handy, Riley. Yes, sir. Come on, you two. We're coming. It's so cold in here. Colder than it was this afternoon. It's an unnatural chill, ma'am. I feel it, too. Nonsense. There's nothing unnatural about this whole business. A human being killed, Pipe. A human being attacked Riley. A human being laughs and disappears. What was it took that chair from your hand when we came in? Yes, what was that? I... I've forgotten that. But that chair will be explained like all the other tricks when I know the secret of that laugh. And I think the clue to that is in this room. Oh! Edith, look! Look, they're bookshelves. Well, they're opening outward, like a door. I leaned against them. 
I must have touched a hidden spring. These shelves conceal a secret passage. That's where the laughter came from. That's the Strangler's hiding place. Ha! I knew we'd find the natural agency behind oh, all this. There isn't a passage behind these shelves. No, it's just a shallow recess. Not large enough to hide a man. Yeah, what space there is is filled with tattered notebooks. And they won't help us any. Look! Above our heads. Hand! Without an arm or body! My God, oh. I'll know the secret of this trick. Don't you, sir! What harm can a bullet do to a disembodied hand? Look oh, at it! Floating downward through the air! It's come to rest on one of those old notebooks. One that lies there open! Its finger is pointing at something on that page. Now it's disappeared! Vanished before our eyes! It was a woman's hand! No! It was a hand of the dead. But I didn't fear it somehow. I felt it meant to help us. Arnold, take up that book it rested on. I have it. What is it? Hold this light so I can see. Mr. Drummond's name is written on it. That was the old doctor. It was the bridegroom's name who left the curse upon his house. It's his diary. Ah, something is tugging at it. Trying to take it from my hand. Hold tight. I'll help you, sir. Read that passage to which the finger is pointed. Yes, help me hold the book. Something's tugging at it like 10,000 devils. I'll be quick. Read. It says, today my labors were completed. I have found the thing I sought. Now I know that, living or dead, my vengeance will be satisfied. Vengeance? Well, we can hardly hold this book. I said fingers we can't see. I tried to take it from oh, it. Quick, read on. Here's the rest. I have at last discovered how to harness the tremendous force of human will. Human will? Help hold on. Read, read it all. I shall, I shall leave my hate behind to live within these walls forever. laboratory after the escape we had last night. One of us didn't escape. Oh, I'm afraid even in the sunlight. Because Inspector Chase and so many others have met death here, we had to come back, Edith. And with a few more blows of these picks, Riley, I hope to end the dangers of Bridegroom's house forever. Uh, you think that ghostly hand pointed the way? Yes. I believe it was the hand of the woman who brought about Victor Drummond's mad desire for vengeance, of which that journal told. I believe last night that the dead spoke wordlessly to us. Ah, oh, Mr. Sheridan, my pick is broken through the wall. Oh, yes, your guess was right. Arnold, there is another cubby hole behind that recess where we found the notebook. Yes, and then that cubby hole is the thing that we must find. Something's trying to keep us from finding, sir. Even in this blessed sunlight, I feel icy fingers that they throw. Yes, I feel them, too. But in the day, they have no strength. Ah, evil things have only power and darkness. Come on, quick, make this opening larger. There's the thing we want. You mean that little crystal globe? I think that's it. Look. It's engraved with cabalistic symbols of the alchemist and wizard. 
And we know that Dr. Drummond was a student of black magic. Black magic? Yes. Then that globe, I think, has harnessed the human will of which his journal spoke. His will for vengeance. It still lives. Although his body has been dust a hundred years. It's not possible. So one who had never heard a radio or seen an aeroplane might say of them, nothing is impossible. Lights gleam within the globe. Lights of hell! Like them eyes we saw here last night. Soon they'll gleam no more. Smash it with your pick! Help me, Riley. The icy hands are holding me, fighting to retain their power to hate and kill. I'm with you, sir. Together we'll throw them off. Now with our forearms, bring down the pick! In the center of that globe, now! Ah, we've done it! It's gone. Shattered. Not even dust is left. The icy hand no longer holds They too are gone. Destroyed forever, like a mad will, they obeyed. The unseen strangler will laugh no more. No. The house of the bridegroom is no longer a place, a curse. (laughs) Well, that's the end of that, I'm Satan. We'll have another Percy Yarn to tell you soon. There's more from The Witch's Tale at RelicRadio.com alongside past episodes of The Horror, all our other podcasts, and our Shoutcast stream. Lots to listen to there. If like to help support it all, visit Donate.RelicRadio.com or click on one of the links. Your support makes all of this happen. Thanks to those who have helped out. Thanks for joining me this week. I'll be back tomorrow with Strange Tales and next Saturday with our next episode of The Horror.